because there's just, you know, attitudes and like disrespect and things that, you know, as his daughter, he's like, oh, sweet. But me, I'm kind of like, oh, my God, <laughs> little heathen child. <laughs> yes. Like this demon. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Nacho Kids podcast, where we discuss all things step family related, real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Welcome to episode 128 of the Nacho Kids Podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you. What you got for us today? Well, today we have two winners of the Nacho Kids Academy Scholarship, courtesy of Sylvia Krakauer. Because we forgot to announce one last week. Oh. So the winners this week are Robin S. and Lindsay R. Congratulations, Robin and Lindsay. Congratulations. We will be in touch. Check your email and we will get you started. Cool. If you would like to apply for a Nacho Kids Academy scholarship, go to nachokids.com slash scholarships and fill out the application to be entered for a chance to win a one-month free scholarship to the Nacho Kids Academy. And that's scholarship. S-K-O-L-L-E-R. David. (laughs) You're making it worse. (laughs) Spell it right for him, David. Um, Scholarship. You know, Google it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do it? Yeah, S-C-H-L-A-R. Nope. S- Scholar. Yeah, I left out one. <laughs> mm-hmm. S-C-H-L. Nope. S-C-H-A-L-O-R. Nope. S-C-H-O-L-A-R. S-H-I-P. Right. Add an S, though. <laughs> S. If you can still spell it after all that, you're doing good. <laughs> Again, just for those that have issues with David's spelling. It's yeah, I have, I have issues with my spelling, apparently. NachoKids.com slash scholarships. Okay, that about wore me out. Me too. I didn't know this was going to turn into a spelling bee. I wasn't ready. You obviously need help spelling. Thank God for autocorrect, or I would have never went out with you. I just don't use the word scholarship. Well, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem spelling. Actually, I do pretty good spelling, but... If I'm typing or writing, I can do it. But just like, look them at the ceiling and spell this word. I have a problem doing that. I'm sorry. I won't put you on the spot again. It's okay. Hopefully, when this is released, baby G will be here. (laughs) Yeah, I would hope so. Tired of waiting. Yes. We will let you know when baby G arrives. That's right. That's right. And... When I will officially be old lady with the ham sandwich. And I will be officially teaching you how to push buttons. Yeah, that's going to happen straight out of the gate. <laughs> you know what he is. I know. Oh, funny. So we had a, a little get together at my parents' house the other day because it was my dad's 77th birthday. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it turned into a button pushing fest. <laughs> it was a roasting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was like it. I don't know who started it. Your sister. Yeah. Well, I think she started it because she tried to pick on me. No, she started it picking on a lady that we saw when we went to go to the granny ceramics place. Sure. And then she said something about your mom said something about Lori, tell the truth. 
was it that bad? And I said, no worse than yours, Mama. Uh, <laughs> See, I thought it all started with Angie's comment about um, me laughing like my mom. And then I started chewing and talking. <laughs> I don't remember which was first or second, but it was <laughs> an hour and a half full of laughs. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Everybody got roasted. So especially when Kay jumped in and started roasting my mom. We're not really yeah. roasting my mom, but jumping on the bandwagon, we'll say. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be pretty thick skinned to be around my family. Yeah. They'll hurt your feelings, people. <laughs> they will. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was fun. Yep. It was. Especially when you and Angie said something and your daddy gave me that same look that you and me and Angie give each other when he says something. (laughs) (laughs) It was hilarious. Or uh, when my sister popped my dad in the back of the head and he looked at her like, I will knock you slap out if you do that again. (laughs) Man, he was not happy about that. She hit him pretty good. <laughs> yes, she did. I don't know that she realized that she was going to pop him hard. <laughs> I hope not. But that about made the night take a turn for the worst. <laughs> but we got it all back on track and started laughing again. Yeah, we he did. smacked her in the head. Yeah. So the, the moral of the story is laughter doeth good like a medicine. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. So Where did you come up with this doeth crap? Um, it's a Bible verse. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but anyway, so make sure you find something to laugh about because, I mean, there's enough doom and gloom and stress and people are going nuts all around you. So find something to laugh about. Because, Even if it's about the people going nuts around you. Yeah. Laugh at each other. Of course, if you can, without. <laughs> things being a problem laugh at yourself there's something about self-deprecating humor that people love <laughs> mm-hmm. i laugh at myself a lot mm-hmm. even when nobody else is around yeah i was on a i was on a tour of this house last week this uh it's a historic house built in the 1700s this guy's showing everything about the house and He's, there's this painting there that this famous painting or famous artist painted. And he says, um, the, the unique thing about this painting is it shows George Washington when he came through our town and whatever year it was. And he said, you see this guy right here in the painting? That's actually me. Uh, the, the artist painted me into the painting. And I was like, oh, cool. He painted me too. And I painted and I pointed at the horse's butt. <laughs> Uh, so of course everybody got a kick out of that but there you go that's self-deprecating humor there were a few things you told me about where you were entertainment for that tour yeah well that's that's what i do oh we have not mentioned that you were inducted into the rotary club yep i sure was congratulations david thank you ma'am thank you ma'am and i actually attended the induction I know you did one of the few things you ever go to me with. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> You're right, but excuse me. <laughs> well, you I, went to our wedding and then you went to the induction. That's it. I'm busy <laughs> trying to save blended families. Quit being I so know. selfish, David. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I was, I was very grateful. You went, um, I love the, 
the fact that I got to introduce you. I didn't, I didn't like that. Introduce you to everybody there. And of course, I introduced you as my gorgeous wife. <laughs> Which just made my face turn red. <laughs> sure did. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny when I they had all that group of people up there that were getting inducted. And the old lady across from me was sitting there and I said that she ought to make them dance. She said she ought to make them strip. <laughs> and I just busted <laughs> out laughing. <laughs> and you're probably going, please don't tell David that. <laughs> yeah. He'd been trying to find a pole. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have some good pole dancing videos if anybody's interested. Yeah, a lot of people that are listening have seen it, I'm sure. I'm thinking about doing pole dancing classes, teaching them to guys who want to learn how to pole dance. Um, you know, I mean, I've got experience. Okay, so let's talk <laughs> about our guest today. <laughs> or maybe I'm still thinking seriously about doing the, I don't necessarily want to call it, the name of the store but the what would you say what kind of store is it i don't have a clue what you're talking about the the home improvement pole dance challenge there we go okay the home improvement store pole dance challenge i think we should do that on social media we might have to talk about that because we could do a prize like an amazon gift card for the best home improvement store pole dancing challenge yeah i think we should i think I think it go viral, and, and we have all of our listeners share it out, like it. It'll go viral. It'd be awesome. And you can wear your mask so my, nobody will know who you are. I was wearing my mask, wasn't I? I'm saying the people that are going to do it. Oh, yeah. You can do that, too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Okay. Well, we'll talk further about that and let our listeners know in the next couple of weeks if we're going to have that. Yeah. So who, who are my social influencers out there? Email us. Let us know. There you go. Make a difference in the world. (laughs) Yeah, make a difference in the world. Make people laugh with your home improvement store pole dancing challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is off the chain. Okay. Our guest today is a stepmom from Texas. You know what I found out just a minute ago? That Texas was in the United States? No. That in a Texas restaurant slash bar you can buy an alcoholic drink and give it to your minor child as long as they're in your presence really yes interesting i had never heard that huh and i'm not talking about at their house i'm talking in public in a restaurant why would that be a thing i don't know but it is i wonder how many people do it apparently one because somebody was talking about it in her facebook group (laughs) oh wow that's it's crazy but, I mean, is it lawful for the underage person to possess it or drink it? Yeah, as long as they were given the drink by their parent and they are in their parent's presence. That's got to be one of them old Western laws that's still in the books from back in the day. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, let me get back. That's probably like one of those things where like, here, drink this and bite down on here. This is going to hurt a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this stepmom has been blending for four and a half years, married two and a half of those, has stepdaughter 10, and they have her every other weekend, and they have a seven-month-old hours baby. Her significant other, or her husband, and his ex do not have a court order at this time. They just go with the flow. He's wing it. Wing it. Yeah, that works good until it doesn't. Exactly. This stepmom, 
her parents were never married. So she's always had stepmoms and stepdads. Hmm. One of the things that we talk about with stepmom from Texas is how bio mom and stepmom's now husband had a very close relationship even after they had split up. He still went and did a lot of things for her around the house if she needed help. And stepmom had to explain to him the importance of boundaries. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. All right, David, we've talked enough. I don't want to divulge too much. All right. Well, let's get into the interview then. All right. here's, Here's a word about the Nacho Kids Academy. There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle step-family challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit NachoKidsAcademy.com and sign up today to join other step-parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's NachoKidsAcademy.com. Today, we have Stepmom from Texas. Hey, Stepmom from Texas, how are you? Hello, good. How are you? Good. So how long have you been blending? About four and a half years. We've been married for only two and a half months now, but we have a ours baby, seven months old. And yeah, but we've been together since 2017. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And how many stepkids do you have? Just one, one stepdaughter. She just had her birthday and she's 10. Oh, So you've been in her life since she was five? Yes, since she was five. Okay. Yep. And how often do y'all have her? She's over every other weekend. And then sometimes when it's like a longer holiday weekend, it might be a little bit more. Uh, And then in the summer, we have her a a little longer as well. They don't have a court order or anything for the arrangement, but yeah, they're just pretty flexible with each other um, in the summertime. So they get along pretty well? They do. Yeah, they get along. Pretty well. I think they they communicate pretty well as far as like stepdaughter goes. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. I know you've seen it as well as I have that sometimes not having a court order bites you in the butt. Right. <laughs> I, that's just something that's definitely a big kind of thing that stays on my mind. But yeah, we've had you know many conversations about it and he seems to think that right now it's it's fine. Well, that's good. But we also know that even a court order doesn't mean that the other parents want to do what they're supposed to by the court order. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even 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 that can still bring up even more drama and fights and things like that. But yeah, it's been working pretty well. They they get along decently and she's she's all right with me too. You know, we we're pretty cordial if we have to see each other. So overall it's not High, con- high conflict or anything like that at this point. Do you communicate with her about the stepdaughter or do you just stay out of things? No, I 100% stay out of things. <laughs> you know, since I moved here, I moved in with my husband now. I just felt like I wanted to be in that kind of fun aunt role. I didn't want anything to do with their situation of coordinating things. So I just let him take care of everything, you know, as far as that goes. Yeah. So... What made you decide to come in and be the fun aunt versus the super stepmom? Yeah, I'm I, I'm the oldest of six kids. And my mom and my dad had me when they were really, really young, like still in like high school. So they were never married. They didn't have any other kids together. And I always had that stepmom, stepdad dynamic in my own household growing up. 
So I just, yeah, I, I was hopeful that our relationship would be really close and that it would grow as time went on. But I just, I wasn't really interested in being someone's mom at that, at that point. <laughs> How many stepmoms have you had? I've only had one that my dad's been with. They're not married even at this point, but they've been together forever. And she's always pretty much stayed out of my, anything to do with me and my, my father, my stepdad though, that was kind of a different story. He was very involved and kind of controlling and a lot of issues there. So that was really where I was like, I just, I don't think that's the right way to go about it. When your stepdad came in and he was controlling, how old were you? They got together when I was like two. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. So it was like, he was like my dad, you know, for a long time. He was sort of, you know, I saw him and my dad both kind of as my father until a certain point where we just butted heads too much. But yeah, he was, they, they my mom moved out with him and took me when I was really young when I was two or whatever and moved in with him and they were together till I was like maybe 17 and then they got a divorce. Were you glad they got divorced? Yeah. I mean, at that point <laughs> I was, and I think they, they just were really toxic together. A lot of like drugs in the house and fighting and a lot of bad stuff happening. So it was just sort of a breaking point, mm-hmm. which was good. But again, I, I was always in that role of like the oldest doing everything for the kids. So I had to take on even more responsibility when she left him. I guess that feeds into probably why I wasn't gung ho to be stepmom either. I was like, I've done a lot of you know, helping with kids. I'm not really interested in that. (laughs) Yeah. But it brings along judgments who I'm like, oh, you're not doing this how I would do it, which I had to kind of back off (laughs) on. Right. And I know you've listened to the podcast, but be careful because what you say about stepdaughter, when you don't say it about your own kid, he's going to go, well, you expected stepdaughter to clean up her room when (laughs) she was three, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yep, exactly. I'm learning that. Yeah. Yes. It bites me in the butt daily almost now. (laughs) Yeah. I am keeping that in mind. I I learned that from the podcast a while back. (laughs) Yes. Because it's so funny. You will find something that the stepdaughter left out and it'll drive you crazy. And then you'll find something Mm -hmm. your kid left out and it's like, oh, sweetie. Yeah. And it's so funny because it's such a different feeling. It's so different. Yeah. I've, I've really just now I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to enjoy her being here more and not being just annoyed by everything she does. Unfortunately, that's how it was for a while. But yeah, what I can see that. What changed? Well, I think having my baby really changed everything. I think even during me being pregnant, it was a roller coaster with stepdaughter because she just was hearing, I think she was hearing a lot of things from maybe her mom or from other people about how everything was going to change. And so she was getting already jealous and having sort of these little meltdowns in a way, just because of the attention shifting and everything changing. We were really worried in the beginning about how it would pan out. But now that the baby's here, they are just It's wonderful. She's just the best big sister. She wants to do everything with baby. She wants to help, picks out all her clothes for the week, Um, cleaning the house even without us telling her to do anything. I don't know. She's just, I think she just feels like it's brought us all closer. Yes. And sometimes it has that effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're very lucky that it has versus her being jealous and telling dad, you don't love me anymore because you've got a new baby and a new family. So you're really fortunate in that aspect. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, she was saying a lot of those things in the beginning, maybe the the first month or or so. And then before baby was here, she was saying a lot of that stuff. 
And yeah, it's thank God it's kind of shifted the, the opposite way. So we're lucky in that in that sense. Now, you said they don't have a court order. Right. And they get along pretty well. Does your significant other or your husband pay child support? Yeah, he does. So it's kind of, I guess it's, they've had this arrangement for five, maybe six years, I guess. I mean, before that, they were together, I think. And it's always worked out. He's He just started actually giving her a little bit more just for some extra expenses. Now she's kind of getting older. So he felt like, oh, I'm just going to try to keep them all happy as long as we can because he's giving, I mean, he's not giving her a crazy amount. We're in a state where typically I see a lot of women getting way more. We do it even with his friends mm-hmm. who have um, court orders for child support. So that's kind of his argument to me that it's, it's set up right now where she's happy and he's not having to overpay for things. And he thinks that she can, she'll keep being happy. He doesn't think that it's going to blow up or anything where she would want back pay. He doesn't see her being that type of person. So, you know, again, I just kind of leave the ball in his court with that. I'm sure that bothers you because you've seen how it has come back to the bio dads that don't have the court order. And all of a sudden it's, oh, you never pay child support. Yeah, it does. And I mean, I know a lot of women who can say everything is good, but until it gets to a certain point, then there's, you just never know how someone's going to behave when those feelings come up. And the other thing is that she's just hasn't had a serious relationship or boyfriend or anyone that she's really even told stepdaughter or my husband about. So for me, it's okay. I think, you know, once somebody else, if someone comes into the picture, that's typically when those things get a little more, more friction there because he's going to be, okay, well, why are you texting him, asking him for a hundred dollars here, a hundred dollars there? Why are you continuing to have these conversations when that should just be something set, you know, in my head? Mm -hmm. Does he at least write her a check? So he has proof. I believe they go through it's it's proof it's it's not cash it's through the um, bank you know he can he sends it to her through the like a transfer you know I'm I'm guessing most of the time that's good at least he's yeah. got some kind of record that he's paid her something that way if she does take him to court right child support may not go back to birth <laughs> yeah exactly I mean yeah I'm hoping so and I and you know the other thing is that. His parents, they go above and beyond for stepdaughter too. That's just been something that's always, it's always been take her like to Disney cruises. They do like a lot of over the top stuff with her um, and treat her in ways. So I think bio mom sees that as being an added value too. And she overall, like the relationships are all really pretty, pretty good. That's really good. Yeah. So we've talked about bio mom being in the picture. Mm -hmm. You know, she's not going away. Yeah. Does that cause you stress knowing that she will always be a part of your life, basically? Yeah, that's definitely something that's been kind of an issue, especially like I'm from a different state. I moved here to be with my husband and I just kind of felt like an outsider from the beginning. In the beginning, they were still going school shopping together. It, It wasn't an immediate switch to him being my husband was like, we're dating and all that. And so there was a lot of things where she kind of, I felt like was overstepping still and not seeing the boundaries. And he kind of had to put those in place as I would tell him how I felt about things, Mm -hmm. which was good. But yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, she doesn't have anyone in her life. We see that she goes out a lot with mutual friends. You know, she's kind of tells him, you know, that she wants to date and things like that. And it's just kind of strange, I guess, just seeing her continue to. I guess have my husband as her 
friend, you know, in a way that she wants to talk to about things. She doesn't have a man in her life, you know, and obviously he's set boundaries in place where there's nothing inappropriate happening mm-hmm. or conversations aren't, aren't inappropriate. Um, in the beginning, there definitely was things, you know, he'd tell me she's overstepping in certain ways, or you know, she'd send him a picture of her and stepdaughter where it was, you didn't need to be that much in the photo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess that, that, yeah, that's just the the frustrating thing about it. I mean, maybe as time goes on, it'll get better, but, and obviously we're married now, so I don't have any worries about her trying to come back in. But I think the main thing is that she just, I don't know, she, she feels this connection still to him, I, I feel like, and she doesn't have anyone else in her life to feel that, you know? Yeah. She uses him to be the boyfriend that she doesn't have in areas that aren't sexual. <laughs> How's that? Yes. Yeah. That, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think even before I came, they, they were separated for a while, but he felt like she just always felt like he was going to be there. He wasn't ever going to move on whenever she was ready to be back with him or to get him back. He would always kind of come back. So I think it was really a shock when I moved here and she just saw our relationship continue to grow and obviously baby marriage, all of that stuff while she's still kind of really hasn't moved in that direction with her life. Mm -hmm. It's only been two months since you got married. Two and a half months. Yes. Have you noticed a change in her at all since y'all got married? Is she contacting him less or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I feel like the maybe a little manipulative things are starting to fade. She feels like she doesn't have that power anymore. There was a an event. We had to go for stepdaughter performance. And there's many of these types of things in the past where she would, I, I know that stepdaughter didn't want me not to come because we would talk about it while she was here or be brought up and she would be excited about everyone going. And then all of a sudden she would call her dad. Well, I think you should just come to this to him. (laughs) And I would always still come with, but it's just that happened, you know, that happened again when we went to this event for um, stepdaughter, she basically called him and was, you know, I don't want baby to come with, I don't want your wife to come with, you should just come. And it was just really scripted. It was just so sad that it was bio mom was trying to make him just go or something. It was really weird, but we all ended up going anyway and it was fine. But that was the first time I've seen her since the baby and since the marriage. So she was very uncomfortable and awkward and, you know, not as she was just kind of acting strange (laughs) for sure. Yeah. So if you don't mind my asking, why did they split up? Well, that's sort of, we've talked about it a lot, but I don't think there's really been a real reason. It was just basically when they had my stepdaughter, they were together and then he wanted to go off to school to use his um, VA benefits. And, you know, he wanted to go to this specific school in a different city. She didn't want to move with him. She wanted to stay here with her family in the city that we're living in right now. And so obviously he still he still went to the university program and that caused, you know, some issues in their relationship because he wasn't there for them during those really young years. And then he moved back here and then they ended up moving in together and having just not a really great relationship. It wasn't, he just basically said he wasn't happy. And it sounds like she wasn't either because she just one day moved out and just said she was getting her own place kind of abruptly. Mm-hmm. So that happened. And then it was just strained the relationship from then on because she still wanted him to be there and wanted him to do everything like a partner would, you know, but she wouldn't be with him mm-hmm. and work out and want, want the family to actually be together. So I guess it was just, it wasn't like a 
one specific thing. It was just really just kind of an incompatibility. But she still thought they would get back together. It's Yeah, it sounds like it from everything that he said. And he was trying for maybe a few months, six, six months or so before he met me to see if he could still make it work with her. And she just didn't seem to be very interested in getting back with him or trying to just compromise in, in, in ways. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then he met me. So that just changed everything. And he thinks that she just, she feels like she missed out on what their life could have been. Cause she, cause we have, since we've been together now, we've really built a lot. We've got property. We have a business together. We've just done a lot. And I think she always wanted him to go a certain direction, get a normal job kind of thing and be what she wanted him to be, which he's not the type of person that you can just kind of put in a box like that. Uh-huh. And yeah, that was, I mean, that was kind of, where they where they left things. How long have they been split up? They were well, I think they were split up for about eight months or so before eight eight or six months before he met me. Oh, so it wasn't that long. No, it wasn't it wasn't that long. And they were at a wedding together probably, let's see, like six months before he met me. But I don't think they were really together together at that point. It was kind of just one of those obligatory things that she would want mm-hmm. to kind of go with him. Yeah. So it wasn't too long, you know, but it wasn't like it was we met and they broke up either, you know. Right. And that makes a big difference too. Yes. So how did y'all meet? Um, we met on vacation actually. Like I said, I'm from a different state up north, actually, and he's from the south. So we were both on vacation and we met just like walking down the beach, kind of. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, it was really sweet. Wow. Just walking down the beach. Hey, how are you? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> kind of basically and we ended up meeting up with everybody later on in the evening, dancing and everything. And we kind of obviously hit it off. And then I came to visit him a month later, you know, after I got back home and everything, we kept talking and came to visit. I had sort of planned to move anyway around that time. So yeah, I just moved in with him. (laughs) So how far away did you move to be with him? 24 hour drive across the country. Holy moly. (laughs) Yeah. Girl. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I just felt the connection and it was just, just felt right. A lot of stepmoms that relocate because of their significant other feel extremely alone Mm -hmm. because they've left their family, their friends, quote, quote, given up everything for this man. Right. Did you ever feel that way or have you ever felt that way? Yeah, definitely. I think the first year and a half or so was pretty challenging. Looking back on it, it was good. There was a lot of good things, but it was also just really, it was hard because I I did feel that like I didn't have a lot of friends. He was working a lot at his previous job. So he would only be home one day a week. Mm -hmm. And then every other weekend that was with stepdaughter being there. So we just didn't have a lot of time to get to know each other. And yeah, I mean, I definitely felt I was out of place. Thankfully, I like I made a lot of friends here and we did hit a point probably at that year mark or so where we were like, okay, what's going on? Like we need to figure this out because something wasn't working, you know? And so we had this really good conversation, just became a lot more open with each other, listened to each other, just became more sensitive to each other. And I think he really did understand how I was feeling at that point because of everything I had given up. And then he started to really put those boundaries in place with stepdaughter's mom. Again, I felt kind of excluded from certain things or just uncomfortable with certain things Mm -hmm. about that relationship. So that was probably the biggest thing at that point. And then me just, I don't know, being better, (laughs) being nicer probably was my problem. (laughs) (laughs) So when stepdaughter said that she didn't want you coming or or the baby coming, Mm -hmm. what was his response and how did that make you feel? I mean, it was hurtful, but just, I couldn't imagine that stepdaughter would have said that on her own. 
you know, mm-hmm. it was like one of those things that was just strange. So I felt it was something that her mom had kind of put in her head to say. And I just felt like it was sad that she would be manipulating her daughter to worry about those logistical things. She shouldn't be worrying about that. She was kind of making up all these weird reasons why we shouldn't go. It's going to be too hot out, this and that. You guys aren't going to be able to pay attention to me. And it was just, don't worry about that. You worry about your performance. We'll worry about what we need to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely awkward. And there was even a a dinner for stepdaughter that they had for her birthday. And, you know, he showed me the messages or whatever. Basically her mom was saying, oh, did your wife not let you come or something? And it's, it's just strange that the mom is still salty about me being in the picture, you know, and that she's using stepdaughter to kind of manipulate try still to manipulate things for her. Yeah, because you took her help away. You know, yeah. it sounds like your husband was there for her for emotional support. And probably, I'm just guessing, helped her with things maybe that she needed help with that a man needed to do. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, so many things. I mean, even he bought her a car before I had came down here, maybe a year or so before he met me. So they were still together at that point. He bought her a car. And then when we were together, then he, he traded cars with her one time, <laughs> right in the beginning. He, he, and he came home and he was driving her car. And I'm like, what is going on? Why, are you, why do you have a car? And he's like, well, I go to Ticket to get this looked at and this looked at. And I'm just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why can't she take it? It's her car. Yeah. Yeah. That's the example like, where she just expects him to do certain things for her. And that's just not how it's. How it is anymore. Yeah. Well, we all know that she expected it because he did it. Right. And it sounds like he's just a nice guy and that he wasn't doing it to appease her so he could see his daughter or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's just such a nice guy. And he just, I mean, I think too, because she doesn't have the court order, he felt, you know, if I can do these little things just to help her out, make her life easier, why not? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I totally get it. So she hasn't really dated anybody seriously since they split up? No. Yeah. I mean, it's been five years, probably since they were together, five and a half years. And before that, they were together and then on and off a little bit. So, I mean, I really don't think she's had maybe more than one other serious relationship and she's in her thirties now. And since I've been here, there hasn't been anyone. Stepdaughters mentioned a friend going to dinner or something, but there's, it's never came to anything serious where we've heard about it or met anyone. You know, a lot of times the bio moms that are still single are a lot more high conflict Mm -hmm. until they get in a relationship and things kind of die down because they've got something else to focus their energy on. Yeah, definitely. So it's really good that you're not experiencing that with her. I know. Yeah. I mean, I think. I think we're definitely lucky. (laughs) I'm thinking what happens when she gets somebody and, you know, maybe he gets in her ear about these different things, but I think hopefully it would get better even, even still. Yeah. I'm thinking the same thing as you though, because I'm thinking she meets a guy, the guy says, what's your visitation schedule? She says, well, we're just kind of lax with it. Then they start talking about finances. Well, he just pays me such and such. And he's like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You should be getting X amount. And yeah, then kind of pushes her to get a court order. And I mean, you never know. And hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully when she does meet somebody and they get serious, he'll just kind of stay back. Yep. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I mean, because it's a lot of guys I find, especially in the South here, (laughs) kind of are different than what I'm used to where I'm from. But they seem to be very kind of puff their chest up and, you know, act like the man type of thing. Uh (laughs) And what I'm thinking is somebody might pop in and be like, what you said, oh, you're not getting this much, you're getting whatever. And you're having to text him and ask him for money here and there for things. 
X for extra things, you know? Mm -hmm. And usually when a man comes into the picture, they're like, I don't, you know, need to be talking all the time. (laughs) Right. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty lucky so far. And I'm hoping that things continue to stay as peaceful as they can. Yes, definitely. I hope the same for you. Thank you. Does she contact your husband about things that are not related to the stepdaughter since y'all have gotten married? Not since we've gotten married, I don't think. I mean, they, they do speak on the phone. I'm not always around. I've kind of told him, I think it'd be better if you have these conversations when I'm around so I can know if she's being... You know, if she's being a brat or saying stuff about me, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they talk on the phone, but as far as he shows me a lot of the messages that they have text-wise and she doesn't say anything, uh, you know, that doesn't have to do with stepdaughter so far at this point. That's good. But before the marriage, I said, I think she was overstepping in a lot of ways. She definitely would even just send him memes or jokes or weird stuff. That was just totally had nothing to do with stepdaughter. Something you would send a friend. Right. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Well, a minute ago, I was going to say that maybe you should help her start an online dating profile. Yes. (laughs) And then I thought, maybe not, because if she's not high conflict now, we don't want to risk it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, that'd be a great idea. But yeah, (laughs) I think we'll kind of just sit sit and and just wait how everything plays out. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's kind of just where we're at with it all. There's there's little things here and there that are, I I know she's obviously not a big fan of me, but she's cordial and nice enough, you know, so. Right. And that's all that anybody asks. Mm -hmm. How far away does she live from y'all? 45 minutes or so on the other side of town, pretty, pretty far. Well, that's good. She's not like right around the corner. Yeah. I wouldn't see her at the grocery store. We have actually ran into her going out a few times, kind of in the city where everybody kind of goes. Our friends, mutual friends, you know, will go to the same place. And we've like seen her out and about a handful of times, but it's never, yeah. Don't run into her at the grocery store. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So tell us more about your relationship with stepdaughter. Yeah, that, um, it's actually, like, like I said, really good now, especially that baby's been here. I think before baby, it was a little bit strained because I felt like she was just dying for attention. You know, she just didn't have enough attention from her dad. So when she would come here, it was like, you know, she just wanted me to hide in the room, which a lot of the times I would do because, yeah. because there's just, you know, attitudes and like disrespect and things that, you know, as his daughter, he's like, oh, sweet. But me, I'm kind of like, oh, my God, <laughs> a little heathen child. <laughs> yes. Like this demon. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now that now that we are married and there's this like family dynamic going on with the baby, I just it's such it's so much more pleasurable just to all be together, like watch a, watch a movie, like we'll be in the kitchen cooking together, making cookies or something. And it's yeah, it's just gotten a lot better. And she's become just way more respectful. She sees my role as not just this girl that's taking her dad away mm-hmm. and just we're like a family and and stuff and you know even in the before one of the main issues that we had was she wouldn't sleep alone and now just like probably over the last like six months she's finally sleeping in her own bed without him and starting to I don't know just she's she's growing up which is hard for him but the relationship between me and her has gotten a lot better because of the marriage I think well and the baby kind of bond well not bonded yeah yeah I think it did definitely yeah it's almost like it connected you and her it did yeah yeah it did it's just been so great to see them together she's a very sweet girl you know and she's very creative very smart 
she's so much more fun to be around because she just has like, she puts all her focus onto the baby and playing and, you know, I can leave them all together, the baby and her and dad, and they can just all bond together. Like I can go take a bath, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's, yeah, everything seems to be just getting a lot better. And there's such a big age difference between her and the baby that you're going to have an awesome babysitter. Yes, definitely. We are (laughs) excited for that. (laughs) Well, you had said she used to not sleep by herself. How did you feel about that when she wouldn't sleep by herself when you're living there? Yeah, it was, it was weird. I mean, there was a few times like in the beginning where she would like just crawl in our bed, you know, and I was like, oh, like so cute, you know, but (laughs) the the first five times. (laughs) Yeah, that got old after, yeah, like the second time I was like, okay, you two need to go in her room if if you're going to sleep together. And, you know, at the beginning I was like, whatever. But then it just, you know, it, I was like, okay, well, I think it's time. Like she needs to learn how to sleep alone and you need to be sleeping with me. And I would bring up like, I didn't move across the country to sleep alone without my husband or my, you know, my boyfriend, fiance at that time. So he understood how I felt, but then he was still wanted to make her happy. and. It, it took a while. Like it took a lot of tr- sleep training, I guess. He would just go in with her and get her to sleep. And then he'd come back in our room. And I mean, there's a few nights where she would come in and we would wake up and she was like glaring at him. That's scary. <laughs> yes. She was like, you need to come back into bed with me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that. And then she started to sleep in her room and then she would come and sneak in and make a bed on the floor in our room, which I was fine with that. That didn't bother me too much. <laughs> And now we're, we're talking about like building a home and buying a new house. And the kind of conversation came up like, well, you don't even sleep in your own bed, you know, still alone. Why, you know, maybe you need to share a room with one of the babies. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the big change where she was like, oh, I'm sleeping in my bed. <laughs> and that was perfect. <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. So now she's, I think just the last few months, she's really been sleeping alone and he'll still get her to bed or get brush her teeth, do their little routine, and then she'll go to sleep. But yeah, I mean, we, she was living with her mom in a small apartment and they were sharing a bed for eight years of her life. You know, they just actually bought a house. Her mom actually just bought a house on her own. So now stepdaughter finally has a room there where she's sleeping separately. Yes. So that's how that has worked out. So are you planning on having more children? Yeah, we are. I think maybe in like a year or so, we'll start thinking about having another one. And I think two would be fine for me. I'm fine with one actually, but he wants like two or three more. (laughs) (laughs) So he wants a lot. Yeah, he does. He loves kids. And you're like, like, "Uh, (laughs) yeah, we'll see. Let's see how how the money is, I think. Yes. (laughs) Well, you know, as well as I do that if you wait until you can afford a kid, you'll never have one. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll probably have two for sure yeah, between me and him. Good. Now, how are you, do you get along with his parents? I get along actually really well with them. They're just a dream. They've been so helpful. They help out with everything when they can, but they do live like three hours away from us. So it's a good distance. I love them, you know, but it's nice to have our own like space. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really, they're really great though overall. And I said, they love to help with the grandkids and take them to do fun stuff. So that's really been awesome. Do you ever have to correct stepdaughter? Correct her, like disciplining? Yeah. I try not to, I guess. You know, there's certain things where I I say maybe my opinion 
you shouldn't be doing this or, you know, I, I, I kind of more so usually put it in the dad's court. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell your dad about this and I don't know what he's going to say. Or do you think your dad would like that? Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Put it back on dad. Yeah. Yeah. We went to the gym, like all kind of as a family the other day to go swimming and all that. And she just started to have, I think she was hungry, but she started to have a really big attitude and I just kept walking, ignored it. And he took over and yeah, I mean, he, he, deals with that for the most part. We all know hangry is a real feeling. <laughs> yes, that's typically the problem. Either they're hungry or they're tired. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't have to step in in that way really at all. I mean, and I feel like maybe with the baby, there will be things where I'm like, okay, don't do this. But that's just teaching her. Right, because she's not going to know. Right. And you're liable to have to tell her, I don't need you to discipline the baby. I handle that. <laughs> Yes, definitely. <laughs> She'll change her outfit five times. I'm like, okay, I think we're going to just keep her in this today. <laughs> this is what she's going to wear. <laughs> she's dressing her up like a baby doll. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, a lot of stepmoms in the Facebook groups and stuff that I've seen, they don't want the stepkids near their babies. Yeah. Yeah. I actually felt like that a lot when I was pregnant. <laughs> just because of the negative things she was saying. When we were in the hospital, he probably shouldn't have told me this, but he, I was in labor and he was, oh, I just texted stepdaughter and said that baby's coming or whatever. And she said something like, I don't care or something really mean, you know, and I was pissed. I was crying and I was mad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was totally in that same boat. I was like, she's going to stay in the other room and I'm just going to hold the baby all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because men don't think before they share that stuff with you. No, he had no idea. He felt so bad. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Why, Why would you, you tell me that? Right now? Yeah. <laughs> and they just don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, everything's changed now. And she's just really came around. And yeah, I mean, it, it was adjustment. Like in the beginning, I was I was nervous. Like I just, I wanted to be around all the time when she was playing with the baby or whatever. And now I'm I'm a lot more relaxed. And I feel like it's just really good to let them bond. It is. It is. You have to let them form their own bond or not form their own bond, whatever works for them. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, with my younger siblings, I was actually the same age as her when my mom had her next child. So I was nine or 10, I think, when my mom had her first other child. So I can totally put myself in her shoes. And with some of my siblings, I have a really strong bond. And then with my my dad's kids, like I don't as much because I wasn't there as often. So I just can totally understand the dynamic and it is just so important that they build that relationship no matter how I feel about anything. Right. Exactly. So what would you say was the hardest part in the very beginning when you moved in? I I guess like right away, the thought that came into my head was like, am I messing up their chance to have a nuclear family? Because I just didn't know from what he said about why they broke up. There just wasn't a lot of meat there. So no one cheated on someone. It wasn't something that was like really traumatic. It was just they weren't meant to be. So I was kind of, am I like ruining this? You know, stepdaughter obviously really wants to be with her mom and her dad. And she doesn't seem to like me very much. I mean, she did, but you know, so I just, yeah, I felt like I was messing something up. And as conversations continued and as I opened up with him and we got to that place, I realized like, no, like they weren't going to make each other happy no matter what, if I was in the picture or not. And me and him, we really are meant to be together. We do see things the same and want the same things and have each other's back. So it was just sort of overcoming that dilemma there between, 
you know, wanting, wanting to be with him, but then also wanting, I don't know, wanting to be with him, but then seeing that their family didn't succeed and, you know, bringing that to my childhood, like that was probably the hardest thing. Just all the stuff from my childhood that was just such a mess. And then putting that on them in a way, which was, I've gotten over since, but it was something that I really had to deal with. Yeah. And it makes sense that your childhood, I'm going to say trauma for lack of a better word, made you feel that way. Yeah. And I'm glad that you realized otherwise because you didn't cause them to break up. Now, it would be different if they were still together and you came in the picture. Right. But that's not what happened. Yeah. You didn't break them and they couldn't fix them. (laughs) Right. Yep. (laughs) But it would be easier if somebody would have cheated or it would make more sense, I guess, if somebody cheated or if there was an abusive relationship or something. Other than, right. oh, we just didn't get along too good. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the more we've had talks about it, I can really see the differences between him and her and why he wasn't happy and why it just was, was never going to work. Mm-hmm. So that's made it a lot easier for me because him and I, we just, we laugh all the time. We have fun. We, we just have all the same, so much in common. Mm-hmm. And so it just you know, that obviously solidified our relationship, getting married and baby and just all these things that we've been able to achieve together. And like, still, we we're still very strong mm-hmm. and, you know, stepdaughter's still a part of us. She's comes over. She's part of our family. I do what I want for her. You know, I don't overstep. I step back when I need to, but you know, I, I do make food for her sometimes and like do her laundry and help her with things. But Again, that's from like that fun on perspective still. Like I still don't see like I am, yeah, her stepmom if people ask or whatever, but I, I still let the dad take over and, and do things mm-hmm. for her. Nacho's just been like perfect method for me. When I first kind of came into the picture, I, I was researching things and found, of course, all these other stepmom groups and podcasts and things, but it was just didn't work for me. I was like, there's a lot of crazy here. <laughs> I got to find a method that I can just step back a little bit. Yeah, I have a feeling that if you would have came in as super stepmom, the relationship with the bio mom with your husband and between yourself would have been bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think it it could have blew up, especially if I was who I was 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Way more of overbearing, you know, but I've learned to be a little more calm. <laughs> Amazing what age will do for you, huh? Yes, definitely. <laughs> oh, I know. There's um somebody said something one day about an issue that this step family's having and I was thinking, man, I have grown so much because mm-hmm. 10, 15 years ago, well, I can't even say 10. We'll say 15, 20 years ago. Right. I would have reamed them a new one. <laughs> yeah. And now I just like, huh, let's see how this ends up. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's just like, okay, let's just Let's just wait and see. I mean, even friends of mine, like close friends that don't have kids or that don't have stepkids, I'll tell them stories or things that my mom says, whatever it is. And they're just, I would do this. I would do that. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that, but yeah, good to know. (laughs) Well, it's a lot easier to say when it's not your crap to deal with. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's why you got to, yeah, you got to take advice from people who have similar experiences and that you maybe want to want to be more like you know you you too i think the way that you guys talk about it it's it's like motivating you know 
<laughs> well, good. Because I know a lot of times in the Facebook group, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like the blind leading the blind. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I'm in the shark infested waters, but I'm going to help you in your shark infested waters. Right. And all of the, yeah, everyone's waters are very different. So it's hard to kind of make a a rule book. <laughs> it, it is, you know, and a lot of people will say, oh, I nacho differently. Well, the basis of nachoing is the same. It's what you choose to apply it to. Mm-hmm, yeah. For instance, you still do her laundry. That doesn't bother you. In three years, it might bother you that yeah. she's not doing her own laundry or that dad's doing her laundry. But as long as you're not the one doing it, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, even in the beginning, like cooking, I would try to make something and she hated it. She wouldn't eat anything. She just wanted to go get McDonald's every day. Mm-hmm. So that drove me crazy. And then I stopped cooking. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, well, I want to eat something. I'm cooking. You can eat chicken nuggets in the freezer or you can eat this. You know, I don't care because <laughs> I'm, I'm still going to make food for me that I want. And all of a sudden everything she eats that I make, she's like, oh, this is so good. I love it. <laughs> good. That's what I'm making. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know it's funny because as much crap as the kids used to give me about food, especially vegetable soup, they're like, are you going to make vegetable soup? Or are you going to yeah, make chili? Yeah, they, they love it. Yeah. I'm like, aren't you the kid that said that looked like dog food? Oh, I was just messing with you, Lori. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. Can you make oh, that one thing again? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> you know, I remember growing up, my mom usually cooked. And she mm-hmm. didn't like cooking any more than I do. I must have got that genetically. And mm-hmm. so she was always complaining about it or frustrated when she had to do it. Yeah, And my dad started cooking there for a little while, and he made some really good stuff. But apparently, one day, I guess, my sister said she wasn't hungry, and my mom said she didn't like it. Something happened, and my dad's like, never again. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. So he stopped. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for yourself. (laughs) Yep, that's it. Well, yeah, I mean, and she's at the age too where it's, we do have snacky stuff. Like, I'll, you know, we'll get like a few things. So it's okay. Well, if you're not going to eat what we have, there's, you can have cereal. There's plenty of things that you can do. You know, she tries to make like her own eggs now and stuff. She likes to try to cook too. So, oh, that's fun until they forget to turn the burner off. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely needs to be supervised. <laughs> I've got to tell you something funny. I was cooking the other night. I mean, it was something simple. I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> Well, I cut the burner on, and then all of a sudden, I see smoke coming, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I had the plastic cutting board on the burner that I turned on. I cut the wrong burner on. Yeah, I've done that. And I'm like, okay, bad day. I cleaned everything up, went to do it again. I did the same thing again. I cut the front burner on instead of the back one. (laughs) I've done it with the oven, actually. I think it was my mother-in-law that was here that put a bunch of stuff in the oven. After it was cleaned, and I typically don't put my pans in, or you know anything. Yeah. In the oven. And I turned the oven on, and all of a sudden, like the handle of one of these pans is melting all over the bottom, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god! Of course, the house stunk for like a month. Yeah, I don't use my oven for storage either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't get that. After David and I got married, the day we got married, his dad had brought some food that was left over and cake and stuff like that, because we weren't going out of town till the next day. We didn't Mm -hmm. want to get married and then leave the kids immediately. We wanted to wait the next day, take them to the other parent kind of thing. And so we came home. And of course that evening, one of the kids was hungry 
And I don't remember who it was, but somebody cut the stove on. It might have been me. It might have been David. And all of a sudden, we smelled this horrible smell. (laughs) His dad had put all those styrofoam containers with the food in it in the oven. Oh, so everything was just... (laughs) Oh, it was horrible. We still joke about that. And we're like, check the oven before you cut it on, just in case. (laughs) So I feel the pain there. Oh, yeah, definitely. But what's funny, though, is if your stepkid cuts the wrong burner on, you're like, oh my gosh, you can't even cut the right burner on. And then here we are oh, doing yeah. it. <laughs> Step kid, husband, anybody. Yeah. Any, anything. Yeah. Just drives you crazy. <laughs> it makes you want to say, you're so stupid. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. And I mean, with the cooking too, like he's, I don't, I don't like cook every day. So it's not like he comes home and expects food or stepdaughter expects dinner. You know, it's, we, we just have worked on that where it's like, okay, I'm not cooking tonight. Sorry. Are you cooking? Nope. Okay. We'll find something or order something. It's mm-hmm. just, we don't have those fights or conversations anymore. It's just not worth it. You know, I've realized that food is stressful. Mm-hmm. David asked me the other day, what are we doing for dinner? I'm like, I don't know. Do I have, I'm the dinner responsible person wrote on my head. Yeah. And, <laughs> my job, I didn't know. Yeah. And so I understand with my son, yes, when he's here, I try to make sure that he eats halfway healthy or that I cook yeah. something because if not, he'll tell everybody I feed him high sodium frozen meals. <laughs> and and he yeah. will give me a hard time. You haven't cooked for me in like three days. But when David asked me that, I'm thinking, why can't you decide? Yeah. And his response would be, because you're the picky one. <laughs> <laughs> and he's probably right. But I just don't like cooking so much. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind doing it twice a week. Yeah. I wouldn't mind at all. But every day, no, no. I get in mood. Yeah, I get in moods. I'm like, I want to try this recipe, this. And then I'm in a mood where I'm like, I don't want to eat anything. I don't want to cook anything. I don't want to even like too messy, too much work. Mm-hmm. So it just it comes and goes. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, we started doing HelloFresh and we really like it. If you've never tried it, you may want to try it. Oh, yeah. It introduces us to foods that I probably would never eat otherwise. Yeah. But they lie on those recipe cards. They'll say, Really? Yeah, they'll say five minute prep time and 25 minute cook time. It's more like 30 minute prep time. Yes. I'm like, Do you not consider getting all these ingredients out prep time? It just takes us mm-hmm. a lot longer than I wish it did. And then there's yeah, a unpackage everything. Yeah. And then there's a crap load of stuff to clean up. I think yeah. I need to start looking at the ones that say one pan recipe or something like that. Those are the easy ones. Like a, a crock pot situation, just throw it all in there or quick like one pan. Yes. Yeah, that's, I, try yes. To, I try to do that. It seems easier than there's there's still easy to like fellow fresh type of things, I feel like, but it's a lot. It's more work even sometimes than <laughs> than just throwing everything that you got from the grocery store into the pan and just making it work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thankfully the weather's cooling off. So I will be able to do more crock pot stuff, which I like doing. Yeah. Soups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or the instant pot. I love the instant pot because you can throw a frozen chicken in there and it's cooked in 20 minutes. I need to get one. That was actually on the wedding registry. Maybe we'll, we'll use some of our credits and actually get that. <laughs> it's definitely worth it. Just remember though, it's a 20 minute cook time. You got the 10 minutes. It's got to build up pressure and the 10 minutes or so that it's got to release the pressure. Yeah, I, I see that's confusing. I'm I'm gonna have to look into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. And you can even take spaghetti 
and put everything in there together and cook it. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's a lot you can do with those. I've seen some cool recipes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh no, they scare me because it is a pressure cooker, but it's not like the old timey ones that, you know, we grew up with that went. Yeah. That's how I feel. I'm like, makes me, makes me a little nervous, but maybe we'll try it. Well, it, you know, it'll tell you if it's not shut or locked or whatever. Yeah. So you'd be safe. Good, good. Well, good to know. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So what advice would you give someone that is considering a relationship with somebody that has kids? I would have said run back a while ago, (laughs) but no, I mean, like you guys say, there's, if you're not going to be with this person who has kids, you're probably going to meet somebody else that has kids. So it's just always something that it's going to come up. And I think stepping back where you, where you can not showing what you can Mm -hmm. just makes everything so much easier. Like so many people have that type A personality where they want to control everything and have everything perfect. But when you're blending, it's just, it's not going to be perfect and you need to not have expectations because you're always going to be disappointed (laughs) if you, you know, if you have these high expectations for what you, what you think things are going to be like. Right. And I really think that Type A people struggle more in the blend. Oh, yeah, for sure. I did a poll one time in the Facebook group. It's been a while back now. It'd be interesting to do it again. You know, are you type A or type B? And the majority of people in that group were type A. Because think about it, type B people just kind of go with the flow. Yep. They don't have that need to control everything. They're more passive, I guess. And type A people are, no, I've got to be in control. You've got to do it my way or it's wrong. Yeah. I mean, and accepting people that people are just different, you know, there's different ways of doing things. It's not, you know, the way that you want it to be done or that you think is right isn't necessarily the way that your husband or bio mom or the kids, like, you know, the step kids, they just, things are different. You just have to kind of get over that. Yeah. I posted a post one time in the Facebook group that said, just because it's not done your way doesn't mean it's wrong. Mm-hmm. You would not believe the number of people that are like, oh, yeah, it is wrong. And I'm thinking you are the ones that are going to struggle so much more because you're just hell bent that it's got to be your way. Yeah. A lot of friends I know are like that. I mean, nothing in life, marriages, jobs, you know, things Mm -hmm. aren't always aren't going to work for you if you think that everything has to be your way. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. They're going to struggle in a lot of areas of life, not just the blend. Yeah, definitely. Well, Stepmom from Texas, it has been great having you as a guest on our podcast. Thank you. It has been so much fun chatting with you, and I am excited to keep nachoing and see how this all plays out. I'm excited for you because you started off right, and you're in a good place. You saw that your husband or future husband needed to set boundaries. That was addressed. He addressed it. You stepped back in the beginning from... The stepdaughter, you never came in trying to be super stepmom. So you're very smart in the way that you approach this. And I think you're doing a great job. And I hope that you continue to have the success that you've had. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Well, stay in touch with us. Let us know how things are going in a couple of years. We'll have you back. All right, we'll do. Thanks, Lori. Thank you. Man, you sure do have to love living in South Carolina. I do. Wake up this morning, it's 37 degrees. Lunchtime is 81. Was it 81? Wow. According to my car. (laughs) 
I wanted to get outside and enjoy some of that day, but that didn't happen. And now that it's the time of year where you wake up as dark and you go, you know, you leave working as dark. <laughs> well, we're through with daylight savings time. So if we got rid of daylight savings time, this is what it would be normally, right? Well, it would be, um, I mean, I don't know what you mean by normally, but it would be an hour later than it is now. No, it wouldn't. Because if you, if you practice daylight savings time, that means come spring, you spring forward an hour. If you don't practice it, you don't spring nowhere. And so it'll be, stay like this all year round. That'll be a big negative, Ghost Rider. How, David? Because the other people that are in our hemisphere that don't practice daylight savings time are now currently one hour ahead of us. I think Arizona is the only state that doesn't practice it. I'm not not talking about um, in the United States. I said in our hemisphere. For example, Venezuela is East Coast time. Right. Same Same as us, except when we fall back, now we are an hour earlier than they are. But we're so, now considered Eastern Standard Time. Right. Where, so to, whereas you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was Eastern Standard Daylight Savings Time. So I'm just saying, if we're going to match what everybody else is doing this on Eastern Standard Time, then this would be the normal time. Okay, whatever. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish I'd quit changing the time. It messes me up. Well, they keep talking about getting rid of it, but who knows? Whoever they are. Yeah, those they people. I don't like them. <laughs> it's probably the, the people from NIST. From who? NIST, the National Institute for Standards and Technology. They're the ones that determine weights and measures and time and technology and all this stuff. They're the ones that say how many ounces is a pound. So, since all that's already been figured, what is their job now? To make sure nobody breaks the laws of physics. It's not physics. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they do. They keep doing that kind of stuff, I guess. They keep, make, they keep reducing how much, how, how much um, potato chips they put in a bag and still charge you the same amount for it. That's not those people. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, though. It's pathetic. Yeah, I, I don't know. I know from the technology side of things, they're the ones that are constantly doing the cybersecurity framework and stuff like that. But as far as standards of time and measure, I don't know that they do anything with that. Ah, uh, the NIST people. Mm-hmm. So you made that up? Made what up? That they have something to do with the standards of time and measure. They do. But you said, what do they do now since it's all set? I'm like, I don't know what they do with that now. Oh, I guess if they decided to change it to say no longer is 16 ounces a pound. Oh, that means I could weigh less. Change it, people. Change it. It ain't going to change how you look. David. (laughs) (laughs) That's all that matters. You get up in the morning, you look in the mirror and you either like it or you don't. So it doesn't matter what the scale says. Why are you being ugly? I'm not being ugly. I'm just anti-scale. Yeah, I took the batteries out of ours. I noticed that. It made me feel a lot better. 
I figured you got mad at it. I disabled it. And I said, you will not talk to me like that. (laughs) I will nacho you. You know, when you get on the scale and you hear, oh, (laughs) nobody's scale does that. That's the stupidest joke ever because nobody's scale ever does that. Hey, you know, we should create a, we should create a scale that does that when you get on it and go, oh, (laughs) yeah, that's encouraging. If you weigh more than the day you did before, it's like, good Lord, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's stop because I was going really south with that in my head. All right, David, do you have anything else since we have made people's brains hurt? Or I'm sorry, you have made people's brains hurt with the discussion of daylight savings time and NIHST, whatever. If anybody has a better answer than than, uh, what we come up with, let me know. We'll go from there. I don't know. If they got rid of daylight savings time, what time would it be? We could probably Google that. We could, but you know. But, but they did get rid of it, or it's not happening right now. We are not in daylight savings time mode. Okay. Well, then I don't like it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's getting darker earlier. Well, you wouldn't like it anyway because it's going to get darker earlier because it's winter. I know, but when it's summer, it's going to be darker earlier, too. Not if they do daylight savings time. But you said we weren't in daylight savings time. Not right now. Oh, right. my Lord. Shoot me. Just shoot. Then if they got rid of it, then it would be an hour earlier. So instead of getting dark at 830. No, it gets dark about 930 in the summer. I don't know what planet you live on, but <laughs> either way, it's going to be an hour earlier. That was kind of rude. What? I don't know what planet you live on. I don't look if you had to sleep in the same bed with you at night and heard the stuff that come out of your mouth, you would wonder what planet you were on because last night you were uh, ordering product for somebody. You were calling people to check what the status was on purchase orders. I don't know what you were doing. (laughs) All right, folks. Thanks for listening. (laughs) We'll tell you more about Lori's sleep habits later. (laughs) All right, folks. Thanks for listening. I guess this is it. (laughs) Join us next week when there's no telling what you hear us talk about. (laughs) For Lori and myself, remember, life is good. When you nacho. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.